Introducing the Mindset Podcast with Jen Neil Lima. In this podcast, we are going to be dealing with the subject of mental health and how our mindset plays an integral role in how we handle various situations. Be sure to follow and share this podcast as well as download all episodes so you always stay up to date. Now, on to the episode. Enjoy. Welcome to the Mindset Podcast, where the mindset make of the mind. In this episode, we are going to be speaking on addiction. <laughs> this episode, I will advise you to have something to take notes nearby, or you can just play this episode over if you miss anything. Let's get into it. Addiction is a complex and multifaceted disorder that can have serious consequences on an individual's physical and mental health, social life, and overall well-being. It's a complex disorder that affects millions of individuals worldwide. It can be defined as a compulsive and uncontrollable urge to use a substance or engage in a behavior despite negative consequences. It can be influenced by a variety of factors, including genetics, environment, and behavior. It is considered a chronic disease that requires ongoing treatment and management. So, with that being said, we are going to be sharing some light on understanding a little more. Let's go. There are several psychological theories that attempt to explain the development and maintenance of addiction that will be covered in this episode. The first one is the behavioral theory. This theory suggests that addiction is learned through the reinforcement of certain behaviors. For example, if a person experiences pleasure or release after relief, after using a substance or engaging in a behavior, they are more likely to continue that behavior in the future. This theory places emphasis on the environmental factors that contribute to addiction, such as peer pressure or stressors, and how they can shape an individual's behavior. The next theory is the social learning theory. Now, this theory builds upon the behavioral theory by emphasizing the role of observation and modeling in addiction. Individuals may learn to use substances or engage in certain behaviors by observing others, particularly those in their social circles. This theory also highlights the importance of social reinforcement, such as praise or approval from others in the development and maintenance of addiction. The third theory is the cognitive theory. This theory suggests that addiction is influenced by an individual's thoughts and beliefs about themselves and the environment. For example, if a person believes that they are unable to cope with stress without using substances, they are more likely to develop an addiction. This theory also suggests that cognitive distortions such as rationalization or denial can contribute to addiction by allowing individuals to justify their use despite negative consequences. The next theory 
is the psychodynamic theory. This theory emphasizes the role of the unconscious conflicts and unresolved emotional issues in addiction. For example, an individual may use substances as a way to cope with their unresolved trauma or emotional pain. This theory suggests that addiction can be a form of self-medication and that treatment should focus on uncovering and addressing the underlying emotional issues that contribute to addiction. One of the factors that has been implicated in addiction is chemical imbalances in the brain. Now, chemical imbalances in the brain can refer to an alteration in the levels of functioning of neurotransmitters. In everyday terms, a neurotransmitter is a chemical messenger that allows communication between neurons or nerve cells in the brain. Neurotransmitters are involved in various brain functions, including mood regulations, rewarding processing, and motivation. One of these neurotransmitters that has been implicated in the addiction is dopamine. Now, dopamine is a neurotransmitter that is involved in reward processing and motivation. It is released in response to pleasurable experiences such as eating, sex, and drug use. Now, drugs of abuse can activate the dopamine system, leading to an increase in dopamine release in the body. Think of it as a check valve. Every time water passes through the plumbing system, where the check valve is placed, the lid opens in the direction the water needs to go, causing the flow of water to not be reversed into the plumbing. This increase in dopamine release can result in feelings of euphoria and reward, which can reinforce drug use and lead to addiction. However, chronic drug use can also lead to a decrease in dopamine release and a decrease in the number of dopamine receptors in the brain. This can result in a decrease in the ability to experience pleasure, known as anhedonia, and can lead to cravings and compulsive drug-seeking behavior. That is why if someone wants to experience that feeling, they felt the first time they need to increase the dosage and risk overdosing. Another neurotransmitter that has been implicated in addiction is serotonin. Now, serotonin is involved in mood regulation and can cause, modulate the release of dopamine. Decreased levels of serotonin have been associated with depression and anxiety, which are common contributors of addictions. Of the neurotransmitters that have been implicated in addiction include norepinephrine, gamma, aminobutyric acid or GABA, and glutamate. Now, norepinephrine is involved in stress response and can increase arousal and motivation. GABA, as we just explained, is referred to as an inhibitory neurotransmitter that can decrease neurotransmitter release and decrease anxiety and re reduce a nerve cell's capacity to receive, produce, or 
communicate chemical signals to other nerve cells. Glutamate is an excitatory neurotransmitter that is involved in learning and memory. Now, the exact role of neurotransmitters in addiction is complex and not fully understood, according to research. It is likely that an addiction involves multiple neurotransmitter systems and that the interaction between these systems is important in the development and maintenance of addiction. Now, several areas of the brain involved in the development and maintenance of addiction include the reward system, the prefrontal cortex, and the amygdala. The reward system, what is it? The reward system is a group of structures in the brain that are involved in the experience of pleasure and reward. Drugs of abuse, such as cocaine and heroin, activate the reward system by increasing the release of dopamine, the neurotransmitter that is associated with pleasure and reward. Over time, the brain adapts to the increased dopamine release, leading to a reduction in the pleasure and reward response. This process, known as tolerance, can lead to increased drug use in an, an attempt to achieve the same level of pleasure and reward. The prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex is involved in decision-making, impulse control, and the regulation of emotions. It is also involved in the development of addiction by modulating the activity of the reward system. Chronic drug use can lead to changes in the prefrontal cortex resulting in impaired decision-making and impulsive control. The amygdala. The amygdala is involved in the process, processing of emotions, particularly fear and anxiety. Chronic drug use can lead to changes in the amygdala, resulting in increased anxiety and stress. This can contribute to the development and maintenance of addiction by increasing the desire to use the drugs to alleviate negative emotions. Now, what are some treatment options? First of all, the first approach in overcoming addiction will always be consulting a mental health professional about your situation so you can work with them in finding a solution. However, there are several evidence-based treatment approaches for addiction, including cognitive behavioral therapy, or as we know as CBT. CBT is a type of talk therapy that focuses on identifying and changing negative thought patterns and behaviors. It is based on the idea that thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are interconnected and a change in one can lead to the change in others. CBT has been shown to be effective in treating addiction by helping individuals identify and change the thoughts and behaviors that contribute to the addiction. Motivational interviewing, MI, is a counseling approach that focuses on helping individuals find the internal motivation to change. It involves a collaborative and non-confrontational approach in which the counselor helps the individuals explore 
and change and identify their own reasons for wanting to change. MI has been shown to be effective in helping individuals with addiction make positive changes in their behavior. Medication-Assisted Treatment, or MAT. MAT involves the use of medications to reduce the cravings and withdrawal symptoms associated with addiction. MAT is often used in conjunction with behavioral therapies and has been shown to be effective in reducing substance, substance use, and improving overall outcomes for individuals with addictions. Now, we've been going through a little bit of addiction and we've learned some things. For example, chemical imbalances in, in the brain can have implicated in addiction. Neurotransmitters including dopamine, serotonin, GABA, or neonethrin, and glutamate are involved in several brain functions and can be altered by chronic drug use. The exact role of neurotransmitters in addiction is complex and not fully understood. However, targeting these neurotransmitters may be a potential approach to treating addiction. Understanding the neurobiological basis of addiction can help inform the development of effective treatment for this complex disorder. Thank you for listening to this podcast and addiction today. Is a complex Your support makes it possible to keep this podcast relevant and popular. Stay tuned for more so episodes to come on subjects you find interesting. If you have a topic you would like to hear me discuss, be sure to send me an email at mindsetmaketh at gmail.com. Until then, take care.